We are back. Today is a solo episode. We're going to be talking all about cravings, how to manage cravings, how to get rid of cravings. I recently sent out a guide on how to manage cravings, basically a cravings sheet, and I got lots of positive feedback about it. And I will be sharing in the show notes as well. But I'm excited to talk about this because I get it. It can be super frustrating while on your health and fitness journey to feel like you are just sabotaging your progress due to cravings. Like I've asked in my Facebook community, what is your biggest barrier in your health and fitness journey? And a lot of people tell me cravings. And I get how frustrating that can feel. So we're going to go over those details, how to navigate cravings, because they are a real thing. It's not just you. It's not just in your head, I promise. Everybody has them for various reasons. So we're going to go through kind of like a cravings checklist and then some actual ways to handle cravings. So we're going to get rolling into that. Before we dive in, if you appreciate the podcast, you learned something new, if you wouldn't mind sharing it on your social media, you can tag me at Ambitious Coaching or leave a rating and review. I do a giveaway once a month for those that leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I will be choosing one individual to give a Legion Athletics product of your choice. So if you are the lucky winner, I announce that on the first podcast of the month. And so go enter if you haven't already. I mean, who doesn't love free protein, pre-workout, creatine, whatever your preference is. (laughs) I'll let you pick out the supplement of your choice. I love their products. It is third-party tested. They have a guarantee on their products as well. So if you don't like something that you get from them, they will actually replace it for you or give me a refund. So they're pretty awesome and I love their products. It's what I recommend to all of my clients. If they are looking for plant-based protein, whey protein, the only products that I really recommend to clients are our Legion. They are honestly the best and what I put in my protein coffee. For those of you that have asked me on Instagram how I make my protein coffee, Legion is one of the few brands that I have found that mixes well with coffee and actually tastes good with coffee. So if you're somebody that wants to put protein in your coffee, go check them out. Now we're going to dive into today's episode. We're going to talk all about cravings, strategies for managing them. And the first one, and it might seem really obvious, and you've probably heard it before, but it's eating enough food throughout the day. I know you're probably tired of hearing it, but hear me out. I want you to actually like calculate your maintenance calories for a second. So I get it. You're probably here because you want to lose weight, mostly work with women that want to lose weight. So I get that. But I want you to think of maintenance as like point A, right? If you were to go into your GPS on your phone, but your location was turned off and you tried to plug in an address like you had never been to before, your phone would be like, what the heck? Like, I can't tell you how to get where you want to go without knowing where you're at. So this is basically just like creating a baseline. So I want you to multiply your body weight. Yes, your current body weight, not your goal body weight, your body weight right now by 14 to 16. The more active you are, the closer to that 16 you should be using. 
And then the less active you are, the closer to that 14 you should be using to multiply. Do it. Like I'll sit here for a minute and wait, have you done it yet? <laughs> did that seem like a lot? It probably did. And that could be the issue. Like you're constantly dieting. Your hunger cues are going to be all over the place. And even like when our clients are dieting or are in a fat loss phase, we rarely ever have clients go below 1500 calories. So if you've been constantly dieting and you don't remember the last time you weren't dieting, that's probably part of the issue. And it's absolutely going to influence your cravings as well. So if you're somebody that like skips breakfast, you eat like a 300 calorie salad for lunch, and then you wonder why you want to eat everything sweet and salty at night, you may have just found your answer. It might be (laughs) the exact issue that you're running into. I know a lot of women come to us and they're like, I have coffee for breakfast. I'm not really a breakfast person, which you should have hunger cues or feel hungry in the morning. It's not normal to go until noon or one o'clock without eating after sleeping for seven to nine hours. So you should feel hungry for breakfast and you should be eating something substantial in the morning and you should be eating more than a 300 calorie lunch. So if you still feel lost when it comes to calories and macros, you can get our calorie and macro calculator inside our Facebook community, which is also linked in the show notes. So you can check that out and make sure that you are calculating those out properly and get yourself some more accurate numbers. I still don't love a calorie and macro calculator because you could look at six different calorie and macro calculators and get completely different answers. And that's really where the beauty of having a coach comes in. Shameless plug. Okay, on to the next thing. Eating enough Protein. Again, probably something else that might sound redundant, but eating enough protein is crucial. It keeps you fuller longer. It helps regulate your blood sugar, which is important when it comes to cravings. And it has a higher thermic effect of food, which basically means it takes more calories to break it down than any other macronutrient. And macronutrients being carbs, proteins, and fats. So proteins require the most energy to break down. So let's set your protein goal real quick. I want you to take your ideal body weight or your goal weight. And I really like to have a range with goal weights. I don't like specific numbers. Don't like chasing a scale number. So anyway, take your goal weight and you're going to multiply it by 0.8 to 1. Okay, let's just say it's 150 pounds. You want to be 150 pounds. That is 120 to 150, and that's how many grams of protein you want to be eating. So that would be 120 to 150 grams of protein. And if you don't have a protein sheet already, you can grab that in the Facebook group as well. I give away a lot of free crap. So if you're struggling with something in your health and fitness journey, I guarantee you I have a resource for it. We often see cravings go away with our clients once they're eating enough calories and they're eating enough protein, but there are other things that can be contributing as well. So sleep is another big one. Poor sleep quality and quantity can influence your hunger hormones. They can be all over the place. So you have two specific hunger hormones that I'm referencing here. You have leptin, which is the hormone that lets you know you are full. So that hormone typically goes down. And then ghrelin, I remember that this is the hunger hormone because I like to think like grr, like a growling stomach, that goes up. So this can cause your cravings to go crazy. Like next time you have a really crappy night's sleep, or maybe this is you all the time, and maybe that's why you're struggling with cravings. But like pay attention next time you have a crappy night's sleep, 
during the day, you probably want more chocolate. You want more whatever sweet and salty snacks are in your house. Like that is what your brain is thinking about. And often it's because of those things. So we want to aim for seven to nine hours of quality sleep if possible, which I know kids can complicate sleep schedules. So don't be afraid of naps either. You want to keep them less than 90 minutes, but not too late in the afternoon that it's affecting your sleep as well. So absolutely take naps if you need to. Over 90 minutes will typically ruin your following night's sleep. So the next thing is going to be stress. Very similar to sleep because lack of sleep is a stressor on your body. So similar to sleep, hunger decreases when stress is high, which often results in overeating once the stressful situation has passed. So like once you're in that like when you're in that fight or flight state, like maybe all hell is broken loose at work and you are in that like fight or flight state, stressed out. The second you get home, you're probably raiding the pantry. The second that you're like calm down, maybe back to a more neutral state, more a calmer state, but stress is still there. You probably find yourself overeating. I see it happen all the time, right? We come home and we want to raid the pantry or the fridge or the freezer if that's where the ice cream is. I mean, think about it. Like, have you ever had a really crappy day at work? Maybe you skipped lunch, then you get home, you raid the pantry, keep snacks in your car so you don't come home hungry if that is the case. Like, identify the situations in which like these cravings and these situations of overeating is happening because there are ways to prevent that. So if it's consistently happening where like you get home from work and you're overeating, like you know something needs to happen between you leaving work and you getting home and it's not stopping at a fast food restaurant because if you have time for that, you have time for meal prepping. But you should keep some snacks in your car. I always keep some like organ pre-made protein shakes in my car because when I'm out and about, I know that I will want to stop somewhere if I get hungry. So keep that in mind. If possible, if stress is super high, go for a walk like before or after making dinner. Help kind of regulate blood sugar. And this is probably my favorite tip, this next one. And it might blow your mind. You've probably heard all of the other tips I've shared already, but this one really works. Eat a little something, something every day. Chocolate, cereal, chips, ice cream. Like what are your favorite foods? Identify those. Honestly, eat them. Include them in your day, please, because you're not going to give them up for the rest of your life, right? If people had told themselves they couldn't eat fruit and veggies like they do with any food that contains, oh my gosh, sugar, maybe they would eat enough of them. Isn't that weird? If I tell you like not to think about a pink elephant, what's the first thing you're going to think about? A pink elephant. Okay, same thing when you tell yourself like you can't have sugar. But we're going to dive into this a little bit more because if I told you like you couldn't eat chocolate, that's my go-to because that's my YOLO food right there is chocolate. I always have chocolate in the house. I probably have chocolate every single day. But whatever your usual craving is, if I told you you can't have it, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess you'll start craving it more and more and more. And it's going to get worse the more and more you tell yourself you can't have it. So I like to explain this to clients like a budget. I'm sure many of us have heard of the budget analogy at this point. I've made several posts about it because if you got to the end of your month, you paid off all of your bills, you set money aside for savings, checked off all of your responsibilities, and you had like three to $500 left over, 
Would there be any issue with you spending that on something that you want? Not something you need, something you want. No, your diet's the exact same. 80 to 90% of the foods that you consume should be primarily like minimal ingredient foods, fruits, veggies, lean proteins, but that still leaves room for fun things, fun foods. There's nothing wrong or bad or anything you need to feel guilty about. You're not cheating on your diet by including something in your day every day. So those are the few main tips that I have when it comes to cravings, because if you don't check those things off first, nothing else that I give you is ultimately going to help in the long term. So we're going to talk about some ways to kind of like manage urges and manage cravings. So if you know you're eating enough, you're managing stress, you're sleeping enough, you're eating enough protein, like all those boxes are checked because there are people out there that I know are doing all of those things and you still have cravings. Like I still have cravings. I hit my protein goal every day. I'm eating enough food. Sleep is questionable sometimes, but for the most part, pretty good. Stress management, always room for improvement, but also not bad. Like I said, always room for improvement, but not bad. And I still experience cravings. They're absolutely worse when stress is higher, when sleep is worse, and I'm not eating, hitting my protein goal. But I still have cravings and there are ways to manage them. So when you're first starting out, it's entirely possible that you have to keep certain foods out of your house. And that's something Sarah Tierney and I talked about on one of my episodes around mindset. It's okay to do that. If you have a poor relationship with food, first of all, nothing wrong with you. But it also takes time to heal that relationship. The end goal should be to be able to have any food in your house without feeling like you have to white knuckle your way through the day. And I do believe you can get there. But if you're still struggling with these urges, it might be time to take some of those foods out of your environment for a little while. But make sure you're not spending more than 12 to 16 weeks dieting without a break. We're not meant to diet year-round, but this can absolutely damage your relationship with food and your metabolism. So we want to be conscientious of that. If you're spending long, long periods of time dieting, we need to keep that in mind as well because that's probably more so the issue than keeping that certain trigger food in the house. So let's talk about tips for actually managing these urges. Don't expect the process of change to be easy. It's not. But expecting that, expecting it to be easy is ultimately going to hinder your progress. The challenge that comes with change is what actually changes you and makes it stick. So there's this term. I'm totally going to butcher this guy's name. It's like G. Allen Marlett. He coined. It's called urge surfing. But basically, he used it to describe the experience of a craving, like rising and falling, like a wave. So mastering this skill is essential. It's delayed gratification. Cravings come in waves, like even tall waves come down at some point, right? So there is going to be a high to this craving and there's going to be a low. So urge surfing essentially requires mindfulness. We have to be able to be present, which is the hard part. Most of us spend like our day autopilot, like we don't even realize it, that we just go through our day on autopilot. It's crazy to me. Once I started paying closer attention to those things in my life after hearing that from a speaker recently at a conference that I went to, I was like, oh my gosh. I am living a large majority of my life on autopilot and I don't even realize it. That's insane. 
So we got to be intentional. The effort required to become a skilled urge surfer does not make you a failure. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. This is a skill you have to build. Like think about your kid or a friend learning a new skill. The struggle builds the skill because the more that you struggle, the harder that you should want to try to get better at that thing. But we have to acknowledge these feelings and these urges when they happen. Like, don't ignore them. And this requires effort. Like, we have to sit with the discomfort. We have to give room for our feelings, give room for our cravings. But go for a walk. Meditate on it. And I get it. This probably feels a little woo-woo. But this is building that, like, mental resilience. This is why our one-on-one program is called Resilient. Because women are strong. Our goal is to create resilient minds and bodies. Sit with the feels. And I know, I probably would listen to myself like a couple of years ago and be like, wow, you sound super woo-woo. But <laughs> these things are really important. And helping the amount of clients that we have, I know and I've seen how important it is to be intentional and to be mindful and to give space in your life for these things. Next thing, cravings have patterns. And I talked about this briefly, but find out what the pattern is. When you aren't experiencing a craving, plan out the future experience. You can probably think of a time right now that you experienced a craving. Maybe it was in the last 24 hours. Maybe it was last night. Does that happen all the time? Is that a pattern? that happen regularly? Was it a one-time thing? Now prepare for this, like rehearse it in your mind. It will actually train your brain's response to that experience. And you'll start to notice there are certain times you experience more cravings than others, like your cycle, ladies. So sit down, journal, imagine the situation you are likely to encounter. So like your cycle, you know it comes every freaking month. If you're not preparing for that, you're not being mindful, you're living life on autopilot, okay? You know it's coming. I don't know about you, but for me, it's like two days before I want all the food in my house. I'm like a bottomless pit. You'd think I have a hollow leg. I don't. I just, my body is like, give me all the food. And then I start and I don't want to eat anything. My appetite tanks. So I think it's like my body's way of preparing myself. But I know ahead of time, I got to leave room in my calories and my macros if I'm tracking to include those things because I'm going to want them and I'm going to want them a lot. So I got to leave room for that and acknowledge that. But imagine this situation, okay? You know what this pattern is like for you. Sit down, journal, imagine the situation. The more detailed and the more prepared your brain will be leading up to that craving, the better off you will be. Like what happens leading up to that craving? The day, the hour, the minute beforehand? How can you prepare? Can you message a friend or a coach? If you are an ambitious client, like message your coach. Change your environment. Go for a walk. Psychologists call this like giving your brain a cheat code. The more options that you can give your brain, the more likely you are to come out on the other side not feeling defeated. Make sure that you're sitting down and creating a game plan for yourself and giving your brain alternatives and including those foods. Like that's the biggest thing I see is women will come to me and they want to blame sugar. Like that's the reason they can't lose weight. Like I just need to cut out sugar. You're not going to do that for the rest of your life. That's not realistic. Okay. And we probably need to add more things to your diet than we need to take away things from your diet. 
So make sure you're eating enough protein, make sure you're eating enough calories, make sure you're getting enough sleep, make sure you're managing your stress, and sit down and actually lay out these situations that you experience cravings and see what's actually going on around them. Is it work stress? Is it relational stress? Is it something that consistently happens with your kids? Is it you don't eat breakfast? You're skipping lunch? Your lunch consists of 300 calories. It could be a whole list of things. But give your brain options so you can handle them and come out on top and not feel like your cravings are the biggest barrier in your health and fitness journey anymore because they don't need to be. You'll still experience them, so acknowledge that. But there are ways to absolutely handle them. And this cravings cheat sheet will be available in the show notes below so you can grab it and review some of the things that I went over on this podcast today. And again, if you found it helpful, leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with a friend if you found it helpful.